Hi, I'm Graham from Ready Ready Run. I recently had a chance to sit down with this podcast, and while it may not change your opinion of our videos, it might change your opinion of this podcast. It sure did for me. This is the LoadingReadyRun.com podcast for May 29th, 2008. I like that you said, I'm Graham from Loading Ready Run, as if... As if they didn't already know. <laughs> well, I was... I'm hoping that this video gets viewed by other places, so I figured I'd make it clear mm. in case some jerk tries to cut our intro off. Mm. Also, I also put a really short t-shirt ad on. I know, I like the subliminal t-shirt ad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Oh, it, it was also easy and late on Sunday night, so I was like... <laughs> Oh, yeah. It'd be interesting to see if that's enough to get people interested in t-shirts. Maybe. So yeah, this this video um, is basically exactly what you see. Uh, a friend of ours from the forums, one tank girl, uh, went to a preview screening of Postal a couple of weeks ago in Vancouver. And she asked me if I had any questions that I wanted to ask the guy, because he was going to be there. Because he lives in Vancouver, which we've recently discovered. And I was like, well, you know, why don't you ask him if he wants to do an interview? And he did, which was great. He didn't know who we were. He hadn't seen any of the videos that we'd done making fun of him, although he probably has a, one time or another, because I did actually apply for the Uwe Boll Fights His Critics thing a while ago, which I'm glad I didn't get, because he fucked those people up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and I happened to be heading to Vancouver that weekend anyway, so I took the camera with me and t uh, talked to him on... I phoned him, like, on Saturday, because he said to, He's like, uh, yeah, a couple hours, meet me at the Starbucks. And it's like, oh shit, it's all the fucking way across town. It took us like 45 minutes to drive there. Um, so we, it was very sort of last minute, and Kathleen did all the filming, as you can tell. Uh, she, and she was really sick. She actually sneezed partway through. <laughs> he was in the middle of saying something, and she sneezed partway through, and he just looks at her and is like, you destroy all the sound. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Um... But, uh, yeah, so we just met up and started asking questions. Originally, I was like, okay, like, when I w first thought this might be a possibility, I was like, what do I do here? Do I, like, launch into the ridiculous questions? Do I, like, try and ask him antagonizing things? I don't know what, what really to do. And I talked to Paul, and Paul's idea was, why not, why don't we try being really nice? Yeah, like, like it's... With the assumption of, you know, let just get him to talk enough and let him... Let his own craziness damn himself, basically. Which proved mm -hmm. not to be the case. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, there, there's no real benefit to us just sort of going in and trying to ambush the guy with a bunch of embarrassing questions or, you know, why are you such a bad filmmaker? You know, stuff like that. Like, it's just either he'll get mad and just say, oh, okay, fuck you then. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, he'll just, and, and, you know, everyone knows what his response is to, uh, you know, to to the available petition, right? I mean, it's yeah. not it's no surprise. And like he, that's the stuff he deals with every day. Like he's he knows how he's going to respond. So uh, so you know, it was cool to actually get some uh, something. And I think I mean, you know, I, I've I've been kind of interested in Bowl just because he's uh, you know he's such a bizarre kind of personality. He appears to be, uh, and so you know, and I, I don't think I ha I haven't seen this kind of. You know, for somehow we ended up getting this really interesting, candid interview with uh, with Uwe Boll. I don't know. I guess he thought we were like film students or something. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. I mean, at the end, I did tell him that we've done videos that make fun of him, but he didn't seem to mind because that sort of basically buys into the whole marketing thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I guess mean, I suppose you know, in some ways, our video. It's possible that you know a couple people went to see Uwe Boll films based on our video. Yeah. So it probably helped him out in some ways, but yeah, uh, and so you know, with with that in mind, with the original intention of that, you know, the. Uh, one of the questions I, that actually is in the final video, I thought it'd be really funny, because I thought that he was so, sort of crazy, so I was assuming, you know, what are five things you think should be in every movie? Expecting that to come back with some sort of hilarious response. Or is this actually a totally reasonable response? And it, But it's a little weird, because, you know, he talks about getting believable actors so you believe the characters, but... He doesn't. He, he doesn't, I know. And it's, you know... It, it's sort of, um, I'm trying to remember if there was something uh, you said, right, is, is that uh, the the problem is that his sort of persona character that he does online when he's, the, you know, he's the crazy German director who makes bad movies isn't far enough removed from what he actually is for people to realize that it's, that it's a put-on, basically. Yeah, and it's, I think, like, Uwe Boll, he seems to, you know, judging just from the interview, uh, obviously I haven't actually met him myself, but... Uh, he, he has a slightly, uh, you know, whether it's sort of a cultural thing or, or just him, but he has a slightly, his sense of humor is a little bit, uh, different from, uh, from, you know, what you would expect. And so, uh, I haven't actually seen Postal, but I, I actually do want to see it. And I suspect that the problem with it is going to be that it's not, it's not weird enough. It's not bizarre enough that he's he's cutting it too close like I mean that's always the thing with parody is that you have to be close enough to, for it to be recognizable but it's got to be different enough that it's obvious that it's a parody and it's obvious that you know that it's a parody yeah, and, is... and from the interview it's obvious that he knows that it's a parody and, and it, he knows that he's going over the top and he's saying you know you know we're shooting children and we're doing all this stuff and it's funny because you know it's, it's totally over the top but it's not well, you know, yeah but from what I heard from the previous screening is people just thought he was just shooting children. Yeah, and it's his, his. It sort of fits with his crazy director personality that he would do that. Yeah, it's uh, and and you know, like I was saying in the in the form thread, uh, the question is whether the fact that Uwe Boll is actually a you know quite a well spoken kind of you know smart guy who seems to know uh, know know how to make films and you know know seems to be a, a very he he has a lot of good advice. And he seems like a, a very, you know, well-rounded kind of guy. Whether that, you know, his films obviously are still terrible. So the question is whether, you know, it, that's worse. The fact that he's like a normal guy, but just is making terrible... Like somehow, if he was this crazy German director making crazy German films, or crazy films, yeah. it almost is better. Because then, you know, he's sort of, you sort of have like the plead insanity defense. Almost, yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, whereas this way, it's like... Uh, you should know better. <laughs> you know that, you know, they, like he listed them off, you know, the things that go into making a good film, you know, the believable characters and all this stuff. And you could, I mean, we we didn't, but we, we could have, you know, intercut that with shot scenes from his own films showing terrible things. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it, it's, a, it's a bizarre sort of juxtaposition. I haven't actually seen all of Uwe Boll's films. I think I've only really seen, I've seen Alone in the Dark. And I mean that's really about it. Which is too bad because that's probably the worst of them all. Right. Which is, the funny thing is, Alone in the Dark. 
uh, uh, is often considered to be the worst, but it's actually his highest grossing ever because that, yeah. was, that was before people really knew who he was. Yeah, yeah I've seen Lord of the Dark and I've seen Blood Rain and I've seen bits of House of the Dead. Mm. I haven't and, seen Dungeon Siege. Well, it's... it's yeah. uh, James was saying that Dungeon Siege not actually that bad. Yeah. No, it wasn't Dungeon Siege. It was... Uh, oh, or, yeah, well, the Dungeon Siege movie, though. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it, well, it's called In the Dungeon Name of the King. In the Name of the King, yeah. Dungeon yeah. Siege tale. Yeah. Which I like, you know, and that he's like, if you compare it to Lord of the Rings... It's it, 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 it's, it's a bad it, movie. Yeah. yeah, it's way worse. You know, but yeah, it, it's really it's not that bad. I don't know, but I, I, I could see it. Uh, yeah, I could see it. You know, comparing it to like ten thousand BC, which apparently was a pretty big pile of shit. Yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah, it was it was very interesting. Just you know, I wasn't expecting him to be quite so open with stuff like yeah, you know, when I'm going online bashing Michael Bay, it's just marketing for Postal, but. You know, uh, I think when he once he realized that I wasn't out to crucify him, you know, then he opened up a bit more, which was nice. So, yeah, and like I said at the beginning, doesn't change my opinion of the movies I've seen, but it does change my opinion of him. And I do agree with him that you know, it's it's sort of weird to ha- it, like it's cool to hate on Uva Bowl, and it's weird to have people going online being proud that they've never seen an Uva Bowl movie. Mm. It's like you, you should like. I don't like Alone in the Dark because I saw it and it was a piece of shit. Not because people tell me. So yeah. you should you should maybe see them. Maybe don't pay for them, but you know you should you should see them. I do like how he's so casually in passing in the middle of a sentence digs at Tara Reid twice so, twice in a row. Twice <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah, it was just, and of course everyone apart from Tara Reid is great. And yeah, <laughs> oh, it was really funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it just came up out of nowhere, and I'm really, really pleased with the result. It's uh, yeah, I mean, it was just interesting to take a different angle on it because we made fun of the guy constantly, and so did everyone else online. It's interesting to see what happens when you don't. I don't know if this will actually, uh, you know, it's entirely possible that we will make fun of him again in, in future videos. Oh yeah, uh, but uh, anyway, we'll see. It's. A new perspective on Uwe Ball. background noise. So. Yeah, what's up with your fan, man? I don't know. Peter's running hot. Yes, so. Alright, uh, what are we playing now? Yeah. What are we playing now? James? What are we playing Let now? Let me think. I, uh, uh, James is playing WoW and Rock Band. No, no, no. I think, uh, uh, I don't know. Every, if you guys haven't been playing, you should be, uh, Rain's like Precipice of Darkness. Yeah. Oh, that right. Is, I have not played it yet. Oh, you haven't? I, I downloaded the demo yesterday. It's and uh, cool, it is very it? cool. Yeah. It is. It's, why has nobody ever thought before now to do cutscenes in Flash? It's I brilliant. Know. Yeah, Like, literally, like, the first time, like, you have, like, little character creation screen, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, it's, like, almost like something from Oblivion or something, right? Like, except better. But you you, you make your little guy, and it, it, like, in 3D, and it's like, that's really cool. Uh, and you hit OK, and the first cutscene, because it's Flash, your guy appears in the cutscene, yeah. oh, wow. even though it's a 2D cutscene. Oh, and it's like, holy shit! Like I actually went like, holy! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's awesome! <laughs> and then, and so it's this, uh, you know, it, it's all this Flash uh, cutscene where, it's a, and I imagine that actually made it really easy to animate, yeah. and made the file size really small. And then it like goes along this 2D cutscene, sort of comic book style. And then it freezes and goes, turns into 3D. 
and you're playing. Yeah, wow. Uh, it's it's a fantastic game. That's pretty much all I've been playing. Though. I actually haven't played WoW for like a week, and I've been pretty busy the last week. So I just I downloaded the demo, much. and so I've just been I just I just like walking down that first street. Oh, okay. I, like I just meet met Gabe and Tycho. Gabe and Tycho, yeah. So I haven't actually uh, gone that. Far I think I've put maybe like two and a half hours into it. You, you actually got the full game. Yeah, I bought the full game. Yeah, I, I'm still in the demo. So. So, well, I'll have to get into that. Get, and be- available for Xbox Live and, and PC Mac, Mac yeah. and Linux. Wow, so, Linux. Wow, because yeah. I mean, like you know, it needs a Flash player, which everyone's got, and like you can tell that it's a uh, you know sort of a low budget game. Oh, like, it, yeah. it has that feel to it, um, but it's it's brilliant. Like it's, um, I really would like to see. Like as far as I know, this is is this Hothead's first game, or is it? Yeah. And I'd really like to see, you know, future games made with the same engine. Like, it seems like a brilliant idea for an engine. Like, it seems like a way they've figured out a way that they can do really great games. Um, but, you know, on a... Well, I guess this wasn't really a tight development cycle. It took, like, two years. To yeah, make, it took but, a while. But fairly low budget, I would guess. Yeah, actually, it's their third game oh, behind oh. the unheard-of games of Swarm and Death Spank. Oh, okay. Death Spank. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a second they were the ones doing the new uh, uh, Homestar game, but that's, uh, no, that's Telltale. Yeah, that's Telltale. The guys who did uh, Sam Max and stuff. Pothead so. is developing and publishing Ron Gilbert's long-awaited RPG adventure Death Spank, described as Monkey Island meets Diablo. <laughs> uh, I actually, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I like both those games. But, uh, so anyway, yeah, Rain Slick Precipice, awesome. Yep, Graham, uh, what are you playing? And it's like 20 bucks. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, I guess I'll be playing some of that. Um, I've been trying to play more GTA when I get a chance to, but I've been also really super busy. And that's pretty much it. I can speak for Matt. He's been playing well. Oh, yeah, I, he's been playing well. I also have been playing more uh, Tomb Raider Anniversary. It pretty much continues to be the same as it was, which is pretty fun, but weirdly buggy in a lot of places. <laughs> and just... It's still pretty cool, though. And also, I don't know, there's probably going to be some groans or something, but uh, somebody did a uh, side report, which is like for a uh, sort of cheap Mac port of uh, Puzzle Quest. Oh, really? I've been, uh, I've been nice. playing some Puzzle Quest. And I, I love what I love about Puzzle Quest is it's basically like, at its core, it's basically wow. Yeah. You know, it's got all the same. It's just instead of, you know, grinding with whacking things, you're grinding with playing like... Uh, um, bejeweled. Yeah, it's basically uh, true. It's I think I think any game like any of those like you know like Tetris or or any of these like really <coughs> simple puzzle games could be improved by making them into like a whole RPG with like attacks and like armor and and equipment and all this stuff. Yeah. It just it makes it so excessive that you're doing all this stuff and there's like this whole story about this like epic plot line going on and you're basically fucking playing bejeweled. <laughs> bejeweled yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, that so I've been playing that probably way too much, but that's uh, that's what I'm doing. So that's that's pretty much what we've been playing now. Yep, the excitement continues. Oh, uh, actually, uh, Paul and I saw over the weekend separately from one another the new Indiana Jones movie. Uh which have you seen, James? Negative, so don't say anything. Okay, yeah. it uh, it rocks pretty hard. Yeah, it's like I, I was saying to James, I, I would put it um, maybe above Temple of Doom. Yeah, between between yeah. Temple of not Doom. as good as Raiders or Last Crusade. No, definitely not. But it's not. better than Temple of Doom. But well. but it's 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 a it's a solid it's a solid Indiana Jones movie. It's it, an adventure. It's, so it's, it's a, a fun adventure. Yeah, it gets, well, a little, yeah. gets a little weird. It gets a little weird. 
but uh, it's uh, it's worthwhile just for like like the first section, like like the very first like action sequence is awesome, and then there's one giant, huge, extended action sequence oh. that takes the last like half an hour on the car. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Car chase? Oh, so good. It's just it's, it's a car chase where new cars full of uh, Russian soldiers keep like it thinks you think it's over, and then another car comes <laughs> just over and over again. That's awesome. But yeah. so uh, that was that was, it was definitely definitely you should check it out. Yeah, I would recommend it. Fantastic. Good times. All right, ask where rice is rice is rice is cooler than mud kips. Asks when you wake up in the morning and don't have any reasonably clean clothes, as in all of them are identifiably dirty. What do you do, and why haven't you done your laundry? Uh, I wear the cleanest thing I can find, and I haven't done my laundry because I'm lazy. Uh, yeah. It's pretty much exactly. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much. I, I have. Uh, you know, I you do have, the sniff test. You always have the sort of. There's like the you know emergency backup clothes that are like the clothes that you wouldn't normally wear under normal circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like. Uh, well, it's either that or... Or, yeah, yeah, wearing what I wore two days ago and then four days before <laughs> that and I still haven't washed them. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Reminds me, totally got to do some laundry. Yeah, and, and it's, not just, it's not just that I'm lazy. It's that after 9 p.m., my uh, laundry room in the apartment building where Matt and I live goes into lockdown. And, like, the... Have you ever been in there? And not after no, night? no. <laughs> But it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the door auto locks, the alarm turns on, oh, crazy. the lights turn out, it's ridiculous. The thing about my laundry is it's in, it's right below me, so I'm the closest to it, so if I'm not keeping myself awake, then there's yeah. no one else to keep awake. What adjectives best to describe how you feel about what the Transformers franchise has become since first being ported from Japan? Um, I haven't really seen any. Japan. The new series is lame, lame, lame. So lame. I haven't oh. seen. Well, but I haven't no, seen. No, no. I like Transformers in general. I love the toys, and the movie was fun, and I like the original series. But the newest, most recent animated series is a giant steaming turd. Even Matt agrees that, and he and he jerked off Transformers. It's true. Uh, I haven't actually seen any Japan Japanese version of Transformers. Yeah. Have you seen the Draftsman's Contract? No, if not, I suggest you do. Have you seen any other Peter Greenway movies? Uh, Probably. I don't know. Is, I, 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 I'm not familiar with that director. Yeah. Do you honor the distinction between movies and films? Huh? Uh, what? What, no. what? What distinction? I don't. Do you, do you consider a film... Oh, like <clears throat> high art and a movie just some schlock? Well, uh, well yeah, I mean... Do you can like I mean when I when I think movie I think Hollywood action when I hear film I think more indie mm. that's just the the interesting thing is um, the first thing I thought of there is there actually is a distinction you know in the sort of area that we're in the sort of indie extremely indie filmmaking uh, we're not obviously using film um, and so there is a whole in, in our area there is a whole sort of cachet to uh, using actually being a, like a film filmmaker, yeah. you know, go, making film. Uh, we've never seen the point because we think digital, especially HD, looks awesome and film is so expensive and you have to develop it and it's just the whole thing of work. Which, yeah. But, uh, so that that's what I would say and so obviously... Anyone who... Oh God. And so I would think that would be the difference between like uh, a 35mm film and a 
film shot on digital, which they do often these days. But yeah, anyone probably not what you mean. Who at a high school or university level makes their student uh, film class project <laughs> say a film by at the beginning? Just go away. Yeah, walk it, out. <laughs> anybody? Well, I, I can if you're. If you're in in university and you're making your and you make a you, you know a a, cl- uh, a school project on actual film like eight mil or sixteen mil, uh, you better have a damn good reason for it. Not just yeah. because not just because you like the feel of it. Uh, you know, if you're doing something artistic with it, then fine, go ahead. But uh, people people who make stuff on sixteen or, or like try to you know raise all this money to try and make something on sixteen mil just because you know. everybody else does it. You know, that's yeah. sort of the standard. Uh, that's bullshit. But anyway, <laughs> anyone looking to the PC game Demigod? It's an RTS RPG in which you control one of many demigods in a techno magic future, competing to get a newly opened spot on Mount Olympus. Yeah, Largely that's... inspired by Dota. That sounds pretty rocking, but I've never heard of it. Basically, your uh, description of techno magic future <laughs> has sold, sold, sold me. me. Yeah. <laughs> and inspired by Dota is probably gonna yeah, yeah. gonna grab Bill and Morgan. I wouldn't really call Dota an RTS. No. Have you seen the horror comedy Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are undead? I have not. No, I've I've seen Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Oh, are you going to see? I might. I might now because that sounds hilarious. Yeah. Who else, other than Graham, has a customer service job? And if so, what's your worst customer experience? Oh, what a day for Matt not to be here. If Matt was here, he'd be just fucking going off. Be swearing. Matt actually works. uh, Has a like a totally unrelated nine to five day job. But he also keeps a couple shifts a week at uh, EB, and man, he has had some stellar stuff at EB. Yeah. Um, the Elephant's Bum, not a good place for no. customer service. I, I mean, I worked at McDonald's for five years, and I ran into some pretty ridiculous people. So, you know, I can't think of anything. Like, I mean, I've had people like just freak out and start yelling and just losing their shit. Matt's manager at the Elephant's Bum had, had someone throw an Xbox 360 at him. That's far better than I've had. A, wow. I've had a that would hurt. I've had yeah. a cheeseburger thrown in my general direction, but that's about it. Why did they throw a cheeseburger at you? Because it had pickles on it, and they mm-hmm. asked for no pickles. It's that's the biggest freakout I've ever had. Is because some dude, and it was just one time. Like it wasn't like a somebody got pickles on their burger constantly. Like we right, fucked right. it up two or three times. No, no. This dude, I don't think even from town, because I, I saw his license plate, or I saw his driver's license when he was pointing his wallet out, and he was from Saskatchewan or something. Probably oh, well, never, yeah, 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 right there, it explains it. He'd never been to Mc, or my McDonald's before, I assume. He gets pickles on his burger and just loses his shit. Freaks out at all of us, just starts swearing and yelling and threatening to sue and all this bullshit. And I'm just was I'm, he like I, allergic or something? No, or? I, well, I didn't say he was allergic, but Jesus. I just I couldn't. I try. I had to keep myself from laughing at that point. I just walked away. I'm like, I'm gonna go call the police now. And I walked away. And when I came back, like two seconds later, he was gone. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna deal with you. But it's, that was the weirdest thing that's ever happened. It's sad that like uh, that it's remarkable that like I I remember Graham and I were at a um uh, a while ago, a long time ago now. But uh, and there's the the woman ahead of us, or the, this person come, comes up and goes, "Hey, I, I just ordered this uh, hamburger and asked for no tomatoes, and there are tomatoes on it." Another one, and then the person goes, "Oh, sorry," goes away, comes back like a couple minutes later with the new one, and gives it to the person. He's like, "Oh, thanks," and goes away. And I'm like, "Wow." That was such a civil transaction. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> like, how it like, should happen. Like that, that, 
you know that that could have gone so badly like both <laughs> both either side could have made that an incredibly unpleasant thing but it wasn't and the fact that that's remarkable is sad yeah <laughs> it's true anyway uh i can't think of any particular bad customer service thing i'm pretty it's sure just... if you listen to the old podcast there are a few good stories in there yeah i mean yeah there's just um uh it's when people come in and they're really, really angry, and you're the face that they're getting angry at because you're the face. Right. There's a there's a certain kind of person who's like, okay, I'm angry, and I'm going to take it out on somebody. And it's going to be you because you're and, here. Yeah. And it's so they're, they're, even if you do everything they want, they're still going to be mad because they've psyched themselves up to being mad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I guess I... Okay, sure. What grinds my gears is, uh, just because he, he mentions it in his post there is uh, when people who refuse to believe that their phone has been water damaged when the water damage indicator has been tripped. <laughs> like, you know, when it's like, oh, this phone has been water damaged. No, it hasn't. Yes, yes it, it has. has. No, no, it hasn't. That, that's impossible. <laughs> um, you see this piece of litmus paper here that is bright red. If it is white, it is fine. If it is pink, it is damp. If it is bright red, your phone has been submerged in fluid. That's impossible. Well, sorry. Someone stuck into your house, stole your phone, put it into the toilet, and then took it out again and, and left then it left in the exact it. same place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, but... Yeah. Lavos asks, Any of you guys think Ben looks kind of like Josh Groban? Yes. No, no, no. no. No, we think Josh Groban looks, <laughs> looks kind of like, like Ben. It, it's true. Fuck no, seriously. The first time I saw a Josh Groban poster, I almost lost my shit. I was like, <laughs> "Holy fuck, it's Ben!" Josh Groban, stop copying Ben's look, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop aping his style. You know who really looks like Ben? That guy we took the picture of in that. Oh God! Dead. In the uh, oh, man. I think I still have that picture on my phone. Shit, Fantastic. So uh, anyway, is Graham's sister older or younger than him, and by how many years she is? Younger by six or seven years, depending on the time of year, actually. She's 17. So back off. Also, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're in Ontario, so whatever. Uh, your fans... Back your farther off. Your fans of your movie, Vietnam, if you like it so much, you can put it back on the site. Oh, I see. Well, it's because it's got copyrighted music in it. Yeah. Sorry. Because of your two loyal DVDs, two shades, uh, how much did it? No, we're not answering those. The end. Ridiculous. <laughs> Which Nobel Peace Prize recipient best represents Living Ready Run? Oh no! Nobel Peace Prize. This, and then he goes on to say the same for chemistry, physics, physiology, medicine, and literature. It's like fuck. I'm trying to remember if I which no if um if I know anybody who has a Nobel Peace Prize. Gore's got a Nobel Peace Prize. Right? Yeah, he's got one. Yep. That's, I think that's the only person I know who has... I'm going to go with him because he was on 30 Rock and he was hilarious. That's true. He was awesome. A whale is in trouble. A whale. A whale, yes. Uh, as for the other ones, I got no freaking clue. Yeah. No. I don't really keep up with the Nobel... Uh, what webcomics do you read and have you ever met the artist? Uh, Penny Arcade, yes, we've met them. Sam and Fuzzy. Um, had wings were, with him last were, week. Yeah, yeah, had wings Sam with him last Fuzzy week. Sam and Fuzzy can't fucking get rid of yeah. him. <laughs> the motherfucker lives in our city. Um, kind of friends with him. Scurrying around, I've met John Allison. Yeah. Sweeties, I've met yeah, Mark Stevens. We met a lot of people. Yeah, we, we were down at Comic Con. Comic Con, so. so we basically met like everybody. Bob Dingerflower, met Steve Notley on a oh, couple yeah. occasions. Yeah. Steve, Steve Notley, we met Steve Notley and. And then talked uh, extensively about Doctor Who. Yeah, talked about Doctor Who for a long time. 
That's pretty awesome. And uh, bought some stuff for him. Steve Notley is cool because whenever he's in like his official capacity, uh, he wears a big flower head. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So there you go. Yes, we've met quite a few. And if you trace back those things, those indicate the comics that we're interested in. Yeah, exactly. Paid the Empire asks three questions. Have you? Do any of you have a weird nickname or a nickname at all? Um, People tend to call me G. Yeah, it's not really weird though. No. So it's a nickname, but none of us really have nicknames. James used to go by Jamie, and then decided to go by James. Uh, it wasn't really my decision. Really? No, it was just um, when I registered um, through at Oak Bay, I got registered as James Turner, and then all my teachers called me James. And then everybody that I met in high school called me James because all the teachers called me James. Well, I called you James. I called you Jamie for the first couple of years that I knew you because Bill and Morgan and Alan called you Jamie. That's true. Well, then the reason I, I started calling you James because someone told me that you preferred to go by James. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I've never really. It. I've never really cared. It sort of switched over when I got to high school, and the re. I think if if it hadn't been for Alan. Then I probably would have been full out James, but because he was around, he called me Jamie, and then Bill or, Morgan called me Jamie, and Jamie then, yeah, and then there was Angel who called me Jamie Coon, and I had various <laughs> other. Ja- I've been called Jamis back in Mc- McDonald's day, pajamas, Jamis, <laughs> uh, Copper Bottom, and Copper Top. I had those ones. As as somebody who uh, you know, I, I sort of joined this this gang quite late. Um, you know, and so I just heard sort of third hand that people used to call you Jamie. Uh, it was really, really confusing for me when Matt started going out with Jamie <laughs> because I just heard about it for like a week before I actually met Jamie. Oh, <laughs> and I was really? like, there's something different. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> uh. well, that was the weird thing because when, when uh, I first met Jamie years ago, it was when we were still calling you Jamie. So there was Jamie, and then there was Lady Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> Just to keep things straight. Lady Jamie, things, yeah, because yeah, that is not a mistake you want to make. No. Yeah. No. no. Uh, I, one guy, it never really spread, but when I was in high school, one guy called me Sparky. But that was about it. He, yeah, that one guy that was really adamant about it. Yeah, yeah, and he never had a reason for it either. He just like, you looked like a Sparky. I'm going to call you Sparky. <laughs> Sparky. And he was a big guy, and he was pretty cool. So, so I let him do it. <laughs> That's okay. I wasn't was a big guy. Yeah. All right. Okay. Next question. If you had to choose your own method of death, like in meaning of life, what would it be? Killed um, by a giant, or a gigantic squid. Having too much sex. Right. Right, yeah. Death by snoo snoo. <laughs> Death by chocolate. Just a giant pile of chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) He died as he lived, (laughs) naked and covered in pudding. Uh, Yeah, you know, or or very nice, you know, very... uh, In my sleep. In my sleep, not yelling and screaming. Quick and painless. Yeah, quick and painless, basically. All right, uh, do you gamble? If so, what games? Uh, I don't gamble often. I maybe go to the casino, like... Once every couple, like, like once a, every six months or so. The poker boom has made me very interested in trying Texas Hold'em, but only out of uh, just interest of in playing the game, not actually for money. Uh, currently, my my gambling record is when we were in Las Vegas, <laughs> we put down we all put down ten bucks on red. Yeah. Uh, in on on roulette, and we won. Yeah. So so far, I've made twice as much money as I put down yeah, in yeah. gambling. So I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. 
you know, that's a lot better than a lot of professional gamblers. Mm-hmm. CSI episode recently aired where they performed their own version of your CSI CSI. Do you think your video influenced them? Um, I like to think so. I don't know what episode that I've seen. I think he's like, talking about the board game one. Oh, the board game. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, probably not. That that episode cool. was pretty awesome, by the way. Oh uh, man, I two episodes episode. ago, episode sixteen of the new season uh, is like one of the funniest episodes in, oh, in like, I, I forever. Haven't, I haven't watched anything in the new season. It's yet. it's essentially a comedy episode for which uh, in CSI. Do you see episode like the one with the it's the, the um, lead actress on a comedy sitcom gets killed? No, it's so funny. Oh really? The entire episode is hilarious. Oh wow! I should end. It's, I, I, I really got to see the new season of CSI. It's uh, Diedrich Bader's in it too. Hmm. So, in terms of games being made these days, do you think there's enough innovation, or do you think that games these days are really just made to farm money? Um, Tough call. Well, I, think, I mean, you know, like we're talking, like Rain's Like Precipice to me feels quite innovative in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I think I think in the the indie area, there's actually a lot of really cool stuff going on right now, uh, and like, like for especially for computers, uh, while mainstream games for computers are kind of having problems at the moment, the times haven't been better for indie games on computers, and there's some really awesome indie games out there. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of, that's very cool because indie games tend to be, uh, you know, they have a lot more flexibility mm-hmm. and you get these cool, like, you know, physics t- games. And all this I think the person things. actually asking this question had Darwinia as their avatar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Darwinia was awesome. Uh, I enjoyed that a lot. And, you know, Gish is a great one too. That's another sort of Armadillo game. run. Yeah, Armadillo run. Armadillo run is less of a, well, it's, it's, a, less game. Of a game. it's more of a puzzle thing, but yeah. Gish is a legitimately awesome platform game. That's totally innovative and. I don't think it's something that a, a big house would have come up with. No. Um, so yeah, it's it's there. There are some very cool, innovative games coming out. In for like big games, uh, you're not really you're not really seeing that much innovation no. these days. Um, Every once in a while, something comes along and it's just like, damn, I mean, that was awesome. But I mean, it's just like innovation you know, is just slowly. Right? It's just like Uwe Boll is talking about with movies. You know? Yep. Uh, you know, his, his advice works on so many different levels. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, the same thing. You know, when you're dealing with these these big games, you're, you know, they're spending like $100 million on this game. It's hard for them to take risks. You know, they can't... Yeah, they, they want to make sure it's a game that's going to do well. Yeah, and so, and and so you get Halo, which, you know, was okay, but not spectacular. Yeah. Maybe so. if you're a Halo lover, then sorry. But. All right. Carcon asks, have you... As you have experience with filming, when something sucks, where does the blame lie? Between the writer and director, where does it lie? For example, uh, a scene scene X of film Y blows. The lighting's off, the stuff in the way, the plot makes no sense, the character is acting out of character, the acting is wooden, the dialogue is cheesy, and the pacing is poor. Is it Uwe Boll's fault, Russell T. Davies' fault, or both? Who gets the blame? Uh, not, not criticizing you guys, just been on a massive Davies hate recently, and I'm wondering <laughs> if it's actually his fault. <laughs> is that Dan? It's, no, it's some young oh. <laughs> It's well in the situation that you described. Uh, that's everyone's fault. If if the lighting yeah. is off, that's that. Then that's the that's the the DOP. The DOP yeah. If there's stuff in the way, that's the cameraman and the DOP. If the plot makes no sense, that's the writer, the director, and the producer. If the character's acting out of character, it's the character, character and, and the, the director. director. Yeah. Uh, if the acting is wooden, char- the actor and the director. If the dialogue is cheesy, the writer and the producer. It, I mean, like, it's, it goes it goes both ways though, right? Like the best director in the world uh, can't can't do anything with a shitty script. No. Um, and there are lots and lots and lots of movies to prove that. Yeah. Uh, the best script in the world 
put with a shitty director will end up with a pile of shit too. So uh, it's it's very much a, a symbiotic relationship between. So I mean, if a movie sucks, uh, I think it's probably both the people's fault, um, in my opinion. Uh, but that being said, if I was a you know an awesome screenwriter and they gave my film to Uwe Boll or, or just to some to a really terrible director, yeah. I'd be like, no, but <laughs> yeah. but I mean, you're you're destroying my children. <laughs> usually, it's easy to pinpoint. Like, if there is something tangible, you know, usually you can say, you know, like, that was really good, but there was a lot of crappy dialogue, then that's the writer, if, you know. It, it, if, you have, if you have somebody comparing their, their love of their life to sand, yeah. probably dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, like, the director should be the last line of defense for that sort of thing, but... Yeah, it's, that, yeah, that being said, I mean, a good director can can cover a lot of problems in a bad script and a good scriptwriter can cover a lot of, you know, there are some scripts that even a mediocre director can, you know, because the script is so awesome, it'll shine through. Yeah. Um, but it is very much a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Nice thing is we write and direct and act and everything. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so there's, it's basically a one-stop shop for blame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's bad, it's probably our fault. Our, our fault. fault. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Okay, for you agnostics, strong agnosticism or weak agnosticism? <laughs> I, uh, I'm unclear about how agnostic I am. <laughs> I'm not sure I believe how agnostic I am. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Yeah, that's a weird question. It, it depends on, on, you know, what religion it is, really. I don't know. I don't know. Moving on. It's not something I feel very strong. I know that you do personally ask this question. It's not something we feel very strongly about. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, how naughty do you like your nuns to be? Slightly naughty, especially naughty, pickled in brine naughty, covered in butter naughty, or other? Uh, I'm not a big fan of brine, so I'm going to go with yeah. butter. Mm, butter? Yeah. Butter. So uh, pretty damn buttery. Yeah. I, I, you know, I like my nuns pretty naughty, i got to yeah. say. You know? Nothing wrong with a naughty nun every once in a while. It's true. It's true. That being said, you know, nuns don't exist just to be naughty. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure somewhere in the world there are non-naughty nuns. <laughs> I, I haven't seen any. Yeah. You know, they certainly aren't on the internet, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, Cuttlefish Man asks, what's your favorite bit of bad science in a film? Are there any bits of bad science uh, that you feel is just too silly? Uh, watching the episode of Doctor Who and it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> Speaking as someone who loves Doctor Who, yeah, no, uh, me too. You know, or Star Trek. For it's that just the, Doctor Who gets away with it though because the Doctor is just so convincing. He's just like, no, this is how it is, and you're like, oh. oh well, okay. and it's also, I mean, they're dealing with like, what are you going to do? Overrule them and say, no, that's not how time travel works. <laughs> <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wibbly wobbly, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. So, uh, uh, I'm just trying to think of specific examples of, of, of horrible, e- egregious. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, in the episode of Doctor Who, really. Uh, let me think. There's got to be a good movie that has really bad science in it. I'm trying to think, though. Like, you know, like a movie like, um, like Virus or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a recurring thing that, that, that actually really bugs me is the idea, of, you know, computer virus. Um, that, 
you know, it's it's been used in lots and lots of different things in the shitty sort of horror movies. Is like a computer virus uh, that can just randomly control anything electronic. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, you get a computer or like, you know, a guy gets sucked into a computer and so now he can not only, you know, mess around with people's computers, but can also like go and like turn on their microwave and make it overload, turn on their oven, like uh, you know, make things like jump across the ground yeah. <laughs> and attack people. <laughs> because anything electric is somehow connected. That really bugs me. Yeah. That I'll put that as my thing. And yeah. virus is a good example of that. Oh man, virus, what a bad movie. Any thoughts of using more advanced CGI in sketches or is it just too time consuming? CGI is pretty freaking time pretty consuming. Pretty time consuming. Uh I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule it out. I mean we've we've we I ha- about we've, it. we've had ideas kicking around for a while for like, you know, uh some sort of after hours y type thing. Uh, and you know maybe maybe you know we could I could see you guys doing something where we'd be you know doing videos and then working on something else quietly in the background and then yeah. going bam yeah surprise uh, but uh, it's one it's so much more time consuming than just regular stuff uh, and for not necessarily that much benefit yeah uh, and also I think we'd probably do more machinima before we do that yeah machinima is already done exactly <laughs> you just have to voice it. So easy. Since many Looney Radio and cast members have played WoW at one time or another, are any of you considering attending this year's BlizzCon? It'd be cool. Um, I think it was announced for, like, October. So, I don't know. I can't, like... What, what is BlizzCon just everyone gets together and plays WoW? Like, Well, it's just Blizzard's big convention. So, I mean, there'll be a hell of a lot more than what I mean... I guess they have, like, StarCraft tournaments. Star, yeah, they'll have... I mean, they'll probably have a lot of information on StarCraft 2 at this year's BlizzCon. They'll right, have a right. lot of information on the exp- next expansion for WoW. They'll probably... I I wouldn't be surprised if they announced Diablo 3 at BlizzCon this year. Um, I just think it would be awesome to have, like, a... Giant Dota have, have, like, a, a WoW con where it's just, like... World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. And, but but and but like have it like you know like like Comic Con or something. So there's like panels on like people talking about like the best way to level up your character, or you know <laughs> it's like you know the Druid, easy mode question mark like <laughs> the name of the panel. <laughs> and you have like seven guys you know talking yeah. about. It's like well you know, people think that but you know, you're offering different opinions and yeah. the arguments and it's like you know whole thing. That would be interesting. And <laughs> I, 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 I there might. Might, there might be yeah. something out there. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we should start that up. Okay, let's make this the last one, I guess. All right. Okay. Uh, Gray24 has two questions. Are there any new games that are coming out for the 360 that you guys are getting? Uh, Soul Calibur 4 is coming out pretty soon. I want to get that. Ninja Gaiden yeah, 2. Yeah, I was going to say Ninja Gaiden 2 is coming out. Um, Left 4 Dead. I haven't heard of that one. Really? Isn't there Left 4 Dead? No. Oh snap! That's, that's that's Valve's zombie apocalypse game. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yes, I have with the four-player co-op. Uh, yeah, never mind. Valve making other games. <laughs> I know. And then I... on in online co-op, um, you can have other people play the zombies. Crazy. Yeah. Zombies uh, with special powers. Well, I'm I'm stoked for that game. I don't even have a 360. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get one now. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, I don't really have anything. And also, in that case, he goes on to ask. How do you guys play your games in HD? Wait, is it... How do you play your games? Do you play them in HD? Is that what you're uh, I guess so. Or how do you physically play them in HD? How do you physically... What you do is you plug them into yeah, the HD, com- I have HD a, monitor. I have a wide screen... I have a wide flat screen monitor, so technically I guess I am playing in HD. Uh, Matt has a giant television. 
James also has a giant television. Uh-huh. I like that. Uh, My Graham, television is bigger than Graham Matt's got that television. monitor because he got uh, Dead Rising, and he would has to let his three sixty plugged into his old Commodore monitor. Yep. Yeah, and couldn't read. <laughs> and shit. Couldn't, read. couldn't read a fucking <laughs> thing. This, but the whole the whole idea of having a three sixty plugged into a Commodore sixty four monitor just seems hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's just like good lord. Yeah, I don't think you're getting the full HD experience. Yeah, okay. probably not. Okay, so now we had a uh, challenge oh, shit. this week, and uh, should we actually play the the three entries in the podcast? I don't know, but maybe play the winning entry. I'll play, yeah, I can play the winning entry. Is it like okay. two minutes long or something? Yeah, yeah it's well, like no, it's like, a, it's like two minutes. So we had entries for how to use Matt's terrible orgasm noise from last week's podcast. It was disturbing I mean, as te- all hell. Technically, it wasn't for a form rank, but... Uh, well, it was it was pretty awesome. Well, I think we made it official at the end when we actually said oh, that it okay. was. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, user by the name of Emperor Gum uh, entered in his first post a fantastic mashup he did to the Shaft theme, and I could not fucking stop laughing after Matt and I heard that the other night. And it was yeah, a little bit a little bit of an eye opening experience too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Maybe we, maybe, maybe there's more subtext going on than, you know, when you put it all together, it makes kind of a convincing argument. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so enjoy that right here, and uh, we'll be back momentarily. Okay, <laughs> so this week's challenge is use that sound effect in the best YTMND-esque porno thread of Matt that you can create. And joining us this week is Bill, Morgan, and Jer. How's it going? Well, yeah. <laughs> you, haven't been, you haven't been in a, in a yeah, no, party yet, have you? No, no, I haven't. Ah, well, welcome. Thank you. Isn't it exciting, all crowded around this bed with a microphone clipped to it? It's actually much like I expected it. Yeah, it's pretty getting, much... Getting really close and intimate with How Morgan are you and doing, Jer? Yeah, I <laughs> like that. Ah, Jer's mm. trying to make out with me. You like it when I touch you. Mmm, <laughs> oh. ooh. Square peg and square hole seems good. Yeah, take from that what you will. If you like to listen, I like to watch. I like to watch too. I'll film it. Yeah. It's porno time. It's porno time. Hey everybody, it's porno time. Anytime is porno time. This is this is podcast time, Jim. No, no, it's there's no reason. Podcast upside down. Oh wow, that's hot. How did you do that? It's not even a tangible thing. Yeah. I would like to fuck you all. <laughs> all of you. Every single one of you. There's no reason why you can't do porno and podcasts at the same time. I guess they're not mutually exclusive. No, bad. Hands where I can see them. Graham, Paul, whoever you are, get your hand out of my ass. Hold the dick. Right up to his face. Screw you, asshat. You opened it up. Now you gotta deal with it. Oh, please don't. <laughs> yes. And you brought whatever comes on yourself as well. Oh, please be gentle. Ah! 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 Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, do it. Roll over. Roll over. Oh, yeah. Roll over. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh
Nice, man. You nice. You gonna puke? You gonna puke? No way. You gonna puke? Bubbles up the nose, motherfucker. You gonna puke? You're a little pointier than I am. You can put an eye out with one of these things. And, uh, why do you still have your hand on my ass? Hey! Hello? Hello? I love you! And it was like, it was really, really wow. weird. It was hilarious. You have to say, I love you. Okay. I love you! Oh, boy. That was flagrantly <laughs> homosexual. <laughs> wow. Good stuff. That escalated rapidly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, other thing. Ooh, it, 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 only, it doesn't come across because you only have the audio from this, That's but true. that was You're really not, gay. You're not seeing the touching. Yeah. Oh boy, I'm glad I'm over here. Yeah, you guys are gay. Mapgasm. It, it's the it's the Mapgasm. It's the fake Mapgasm remix project. Ah, uh, wow. so ridiculous. I love how we all get really awkward at the end. Too. Yeah. So we're like, ooh, wow, that was. Mm, boy, that was really gay. <laughs> yeah. So we definitely want to give you a form rank. I don't think we have one planned at the moment. No. no. We also it's... owe one to one, one or two people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact us giving a form rank is kind of a uh, academic thing at this point because we never actually give them out. But in theory, we will eventually. Yeah, we will. Ooh, uh, that pretty much sums my uh, where your hip. Yes, <laughs> nicely done. Contagious <laughs> yawn. All right, so uh, I guess everyone else is yawning. So uh, I will say goodbye, guys. And uh, Uwe Boll, not that crazy. Apparently not. Either that, or he's so crazy, <laughs> he's, he's normal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe he's he actually is crazy and just a really good actor. <laughs> that Maybe. would be sweet. You should start putting yourself in your movies, buddy. I, th- I think he's in Postal. Is he? Yeah. Apparently... Like, he, in, it, in it or cameo in it? I, I don't know. Apparently he's like... Uh, the review I read said he's like in it, in it. Oh, wow. Like, he's in it like a reasonable amount. Like, as himself, <laughs> Yeah, or or as like a, a crazy as a crazy German film director. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, talk to you next week.
Maybe some of them. So this one we're actually perhaps here would be different. 